Hey, dealmakers, and welcome to the show where it's all about financial freedom with real estate. Let's do this. You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. Then a show where Lance and Doty and Adam Mitchell, and they kind of chronicle journey from single family house investing to apartments. And like so many other people, we all start with single family for one reason or another. And they're no difference. And the only difference with them is they have their single family house flipping business to a very high level. So they've done very well, but then realized after, my gosh, a decade of the insanity of single family house investing and then pivoted and within nine months essentially made more money in, in multifamily than they did in single family. And so we're going to talk about how they did that, but more importantly, why they waited 10 years to get into multifamily. And you might be struggling with some of those same exact challenges mental mindset issues that they were going through as well. So we're going to get that, that back in a second. Just a reminder, if, you, if you're interested in passively investing in a syndication, we'd love to have a conversation with you. Our investment company is called Nighthawk Equity. Head over to nighthawkequity.com, click the join button, and you schedule a call with us. And it is now a magical time to find deals right now because things are at a discount. And we're going to talk about the difference that's going to make with some of the debt sources that, that we have he who has the right debt will win today. So if you're interested in passively investing, check us out at nighthawkequity.com. Also want to do a shout out to Erica, who left us a review on Amazon for the yellow book. She says, this is the first book of real estate investing that I read. I acquired good knowledge about the subject. I think it gives you good steps and tips for how to make a deal. Thanks so much, Erica. I really appreciate that. And with that, let's bring in our co-host, Garrett Lynch. Garrett, what's going on? What's going on, Michael? So I, I, I referenced some of the debt options. What happened after COVID, of course, is that bridge lending went essentially went away. And and we were using, well, we were all using bridge lending for value add deals and all of a sudden that went away. So it took a minute to find some alternatives. And and once we did, we picked up some two great deals since then. And it's the same thing right now with the interest rates and the volatility around that, maybe some uncertainty around an upcoming recession. People are trying to get out of their apartment buildings because, you know, they want to, you know, sell at the top. Now, the top was already in March and we've already come down considerably. I would say the pendulum almost swung a little bit too far to the other extreme. And so we are sensing opportunity, but we got to get the debt right, right? Because the main issue with the bridge debt is that the interest the interest rate locks that we bought got so expensive that it, it was simply wasn't affordable. So these bridge loans had floating rate debt, which sounds bad. The main advantage of them is that you have a flexible exit. You could refinance whenever you want. You can sell whenever you want. And with fixed term debt, you are very limited because of the yield maintenance and the prepayment penalties. So we loved floating rate bridge debt, but but we bought these these interest rate caps that capped how high the interest rate could go, which is great. But, you know, six months ago, they got really, really expensive. So like, man, we can't do this anymore. The deals don't work. So as a result, no one's using bridge debt anymore. And so, Garrett, what are we seeing out there that might uh, provide some alternatives here? Yeah, so these are things you need to pay attention to when the market shifts. And the best way to get a really up-to-date purview of what's coming is to, is to have a really good mortgage broker that you can call on and ask them, hey, what are you seeing in the market? You can talk to brokers as well. Hey, what are you seeing in the market? And so 
what we're finding is that a lot of the bridge lenders have come off their leverage amounts and their spreads are getting bigger, meaning your interest rates are going up essentially for bridge debt to a point where it's it's not as attractive at all to use it. And we saw a similar shift in 2020 where there, it went away completely. And then we found another product and we used that to buy. And it was a little bit more painful to go through the process of purchasing because we had to raise more money or whatever, but it ended up paying off. So right now, a really good option that you can look for is, and you can look through your mortgage broker or call around is look for regional or local banks that will issue maybe a partial recourse option or a burn down option. So I don't love the idea of going into a full recourse situation necessarily because it does, does erode your net worth on the balance sheet. But if you get something where there is like a, a potential for partial recourse, you could potentially trade that in for better options, a higher leverage or a better interest rate or something like that, that could work out really well in your favor allowing you to be a little bit more competitive when you go out and try to buy deals at a discount. So that's really a great option, credit unions, regional, local banks. Now, these credit unions, regional banks, I mean, traditionally, they've been full recourse, right? So are they softening up? Are you are you seeing that they're willing to negotiate? And if so, you know, what are some of the terms of those negotiations? Well, they're getting a lot of attention right now. So yeah. with them, it's more of a handshake and a relationship type situation. So if you start with the places you already have relationships with, see if there's any options that they'll work with you on. And if they say no, then you can start to seek out those other relationships until you find someone that gives you the option you're looking for. Most banks are going to be recourse, like local banks, regional banks, full recourse. Some of them do have options for other other ways around that. And so that's what you really want to find are, hey, where where do those exist? It could be a little bit like finding a needle in a haystack, but you only have to find one. When you find one, you can go on a run with that person and then just continue to use them for your debt option. So that's really just doing the initial legwork up front to check around, see who's going to give you that that type of option. And then run with that is, is going to be a really good strategy for right now. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what happened after after COVID. We got into these credit unions, and they were fantastic to work with. The terms were amazing, no prepayment penalties, super low interest rates, really nice to work with, very flexible. Like you talk about that personal relationship. The only downside was the requirement for full recourse. So we're talking to several of those credit unions and also regional banks, which is new for us, right? Because normally we go to bridge lenders or government-backed, you know, Fannie Freddie kind of loan. So, you know, we got a little bit lazy because we didn't have to, but now we do. And so, you know, the, the now is a good time to get great debt so you can get into these deals. But also what happened to COVID when we went to switch loan products like everybody else, what happened is the prices went down because now, you know, you had to put additional escrows in, you know, and you have to put additional money, interest escrows into, well, into escrow. And then, and you also had to, you couldn't finance the construction anymore. So because that bridge loan went away, the underwriting changed. And so therefore the price went, you know, went down. And that's kind of what's happening right now. And sellers, the sophisticated ones understand it. And some of the less sophisticated ones are they're, they're going to take a minute. But just like with COVID, you know, they might get there within four or six weeks when their broker keeps telling them, hey, the market is not what you think it is, is now down here. And here's why. So it's just a, a matter of time to educate the sellers. And if you can do that, then you have the inside track on a particular deal. And that's kind of what, what we're seeing again. So therefore, we think there's a lot of opportunity there. So speaking of opportunity here, our guests today are known as the home buying guys. When I talk to them, 
you know, 10 months ago, that's what they're called. And now they're apt to call the apartment buying guys. I love it. They've had a really successful run with single family house investing for a decade. And finally, 10 months ago, they decided to switch to join our mentoring program. And now they've crushed it. They've literally raised $2 million in capital. They've acquired 731 units in literally a span of 10 months. And and both partners are now essentially financially free with that. So that was pretty cool. We're going to talk about in this interview, first of all, how they how they did it, but more importantly, why they waited and and what they finally had to do to over overcome that. So I think you're going to get a lot of value out of today's show here as we switch from single family house to apartment building. So let's get in the show here with Lance and Adam. Lance and Adam, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Thanks Michael. Thanks for having us. You are live with the apartment buying guys. That's, that's I, what we say on every three-way phone call we have throughout the day. So I, I had to sneak it in on the podcast. Yeah, I love it. And I first talked to you guys, this was not that long ago, a year ago or so, you guys joined our mentoring program. You were known as the, what was it? The house buying guys? What, what was your name? Yeah, the home buying guys. The home buying guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now you're the apartment buying guys. So I love that. That's right. Yeah, we're, we still have the home buying guys. We still have that business up and running, single family business, but we've got some employees that handle about 85% of that. And so Lance and I are, are able to focus on our multifamily side of the business and standing that up. And so we just thought it was a natural progression to flip that over to apartment buying guys. And it seems to stick. So we're, we're running with that. So it took you a little while, you guys. It took a long time for you guys to pivot to multifamily. And I, I normally say that it's very difficult to become financially free with single family homes unless you build a business with scale where you can remove yourself from operations, which sounds like what you have done. I and mean, would you say that's true? Is really the only way to do it is with scale? What is your perspective on on that? Yeah, I, I think that's the only way you can do it. And it's really tough with single family, which you know, we we know a lot of people are finding out. You know, I, I kind of had this vision and this this dream and goal to be in multifamily 20 years ago. It's taken me 20 years to figure it out and actually get here. And most people don't see that. They see the last year or 18 months of us actually, you know, being public and getting out and doing things. But you know, it, it's really gone back and I've actually got my I've got my these are my multifamily notes from 20 years ago. I don't know if y'all can see that on the camera, but anyways. It's been in my mind, but I couldn't figure out how to, number one, find the confidence and know how to go get this done. And I didn't know that I could buy a property that was significant like we have done now, you know, back then. So, you know, I thought the only way was, number one, get out of the W-2 job by going into single family. And so we did that. But then it's at the same time with single family business. It's a grind and it's hard to partner with people. So, you know, it's really set up there to pay bills and to get everybody free from their W-2 jobs. And then we know that multifamily can sort of take us to that financial freedom finish line. So that, that's kind of what we've done. So Lance, let's talk about your initial strategy, which is single family houses. And, and it's interesting that you mentioned, Adam, of why you did not get into multifamily, which I hear all the time. I, I couldn't get up to confidence because I don't have the experience and I don't have the money. So you're like, okay, that's not the route to go. Well, then what is, right? And you guys, well, shoot, let's get in a single family house because I can wrap my head around that and you know, we can maybe get a loan or here or there and kind of get into it. But was your plan initially to become financially free, just to build a great company? Or what was the reason behind getting in the single family houses? 
You know, that my story is so unique from it, from Adam's, you know, Adam, Adam and I have been best friends for 10 years when he met me, you know, 10 years ago, I was living in a third story apartment myself with two babies and, and had a very, I was a high performing sales guy with an awful comp plan. And he was, he was my manufacturer rep. And, you know, Adam's always had that. He's had the real estate portfolio. He's had the entrepreneurial spirit of like, we've got to figure out how, you know, these, these comp plans aren't going to stay great forever. Like, let's just figure out a way to like, like, like do, do more and have more leverage in the marketplace. And, and so as we became best friends, we, we centered our friendship around this, this mentor-mentee relationship. And Adams does a great job of, of even though he was kind of leading me, never feeling like he wasn't following me in some areas of our life, right? So we're not partners. You know, there's a lot of neat people we've met in this space. They became partners because they, they wanted the same thing and they met at maybe a mastermind and they kind of both brought 50-50 in. You know, Adams kind of mentored me into single family. You know, we, we, we did... And then now multifamily, we, we did our first flip and I just helped. I was just, I just showed up every day in 2016 and Adam lost his ass on this deal. I mean, we were going to, we were going to, you know, here's the budget times it died too. Here's the timeline times that by three, but we got out of it. He made a little bit of money and, and we learned one, we could work together. We learned two, that him and his wife could manage the emotions with, 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 a, with a project gone wrong, but still pull together at the end. They had a newborn at the time. Then we also learned about wholesaling real estate because we bought that deal from a guy that had no skin in the game and he made 10 grand. He made more than we did. And we've been sweating over this thing for, for eight months. And so that's how single family was, was brought to me. And it just turned into, okay, I'm following you and whatever we do. I mean, I don't believe in me more than I've I finally now I'm kind of catching on to what he sees a little bit, but he's believed in me before I could believe in myself. And so it was always like, I don't know what that is. Just tell me what to say and who to say it to. That That's our partnership. And so when COVID hit, it was actually a really unique time because it, we, I was on spring break with my family. I'm a little bit younger than Adam, but I have, have teenagers. My kids are, are older. So we're camping and he calls me and this is right when the NBA had stopped the season. And now people are taking this pandemic for real, you know, sports are being effective. Now it's real. And so he calls and he's like, Hey man, I know that he's the world's going to stop for two, three weeks. We don't know what that means. He said, let's dive into multifamily. And Michael, I was so new to multifamily that I didn't understand why he used that word. I didn't, I was like, why didn't you just say apartments? I don't even know what multifamily means, you know? So but in that moment, those weeks, you know, he would send me sample deals and he would say, here's, here's what makes it profitable. Here's the, here's the key metrics that make something interesting. You don't really need to know this. Just see if you can get 10 people on a call tonight at 8 p.m. We're going to go through a sample deal. And I'm like, cool. Because at that point, we had done probably 50, 60 single family deals. Social media was kicking off. People saw we were flipping houses. We were doing all the things that are very eccentric on social media, right? They don't see the grind. They just see that, you know, they don't see the labor pains. They just see the baby. And when people see that, they, they corner you at family events, social events. And they say, how do I get in? Well, single family, there's no room for for you. I mean, you know, I don't, there's the pie's not big enough, but multifamily was, and that's how he engaged me with it. And so, so single family and to multifamily is basically a natural crescendo and just my develop, but also Adam kind of realizing that together with, with my help, my ability to bring people, get people on a call, he could do more and he could focus on underwriting. He could focus on channeling my energy to bring, to get deals in front of us. So that's a long-winded answer, but I hope, I hope I said that well. Yeah. And I don't know if we, I, I, if I could go back and teach my younger self 20 years ago to skip single family, I would do that. But I don't know if I would 
if I would be in the place to be able to actually go from a W-2 job to multifamily syndicator without that intermediary step, I would love to say, yeah, let's skip that and save ourselves 10 years. But I just don't know because I'm a different person. You know, I've, I've run that business. I've I've had to manage employees and, and hire and fire. And, and I don't know if you go from a W-2 to now, you know, you're teaming up with guys and we're talking millions of dollars in multifamily without that intermediary step. So I don't know. That, that's our journey. But if someone can save that step and go right into multifamily, yeah, that, all, all the more power because that's that, that you definitely cut that time. Adam, what what became so painful in the single family space where you were just like, you know, what, I've kind of had enough of this. Give yeah. us some specifics. Yeah, it's not really painful. I've really always had the plan of, of standing up multifamily once we had the single family business scaled enough to where it's on autopilot. And so that's really what we were planning to do day one. I mean, this is goes year, years back, you know, we were part of the dealmaker mastermind that the entry level group for, I don't know, three years. So we, we've been looking at the SDA. We, we've known it's coming. It's just a matter of when we can actually pivot and and spend time with multifamily. However, you know, we did take on some remodel jobs where we were remodeling some houses for customers. And that is super painful. So we did about 12 of those in 2021. And my wife and I both are going, please, no more, no more. It is, it, it's the, the most work and the least amount of profit of anything we were doing. So we had to cut that out. And we actually have one left that we owe somebody. But that's a hard no, because there's a lot of people that want that. And everybody needs their house remodeled. Everybody. I, it's unreal. And uh, we've said no so many times here in 2022 that it's, you know, I think people are looking at us going like, well, you know, okay, well, yeah, thanks for nothing. That was painful. And flipping for me is pretty much, yeah, I'm not burned out because my wife pretty much handles all of it now. But, you know, I, I, I don't need to flip another house. You know, I'm kind of moved on and are more interested in flipping an apartment complex and doing all the things there that need to be done that I've kind of moved on from that. So as, as we'll flip single family houses for as long as she can handle it. And then we'll pull her, her over to multifamily and just focus on that. So it's kind of run its course, but it's also paying the bills for, you know, three or four families on single family. And so, you know, I, I wouldn't say we're going to have it forever, but we're going to have it for a while. So why switch over now versus earlier? You said if you do something different, you could you would go right into apartments and you're not you're not sure if you could do that. You were still lacking the confidence. And now the truth is that many people have done that dozens. In fact, hundreds have skipped a single family, but many have not. And it's not because they couldn't do it. Clearly, when dozens do it, it can be done. It's just that they didn't know to do it. And I'm, I'm curious to see what was holding you back. This is, this is important because a lot of people watching or listening to this are like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way around that. I, I don't have the confidence. I don't see how I can get the money. And now with your single family house experience, you know, you feel like you've had it after 50 houses, which is a heck of a, a track record you'd have to build up to get in apartments. If you had to do it over again, how would you potentially short cycle that? Oh, that's an easy question. I mean, we would hire a mentor 10 years ago. I mean, I, it's really hard for me to hire a mentor. And we we have we have refrained from hiring a mentor with single family completely because we, you know, what are they going to teach us? How to do an extra two deals a month? Like we're already doing eight or 10 deals a month. You know, we don't really need somebody. We don't need to pay somebody thousands of dollars to show us how to get to 12. 
or 13. We like, we know. And so, you know, but on multifamily, we saw the value in it. There's a lot of stuff we didn't know. There's a lot of relationships that we needed to build. And we eventually pulled the trigger and joined the mentorship group with you guys, you know, last September. But if we would have done that 10 years ago, we would have been sitting here a lot sooner. hundred percent. And I, I, I've got a great perspective as to what happened leading up to that, Michael, I'd love to share. So you kind of preface that last question with two questions. You're like, what changed, right? What got you to make that jump? Well, you know, the thing that's amazing about home buying guys, our single family business is 2020, it retired both of our wives. Both of our wives work in the business. So they're moms first, they're, they're business ladies, 12 hours a day, always on call, but they can still run some chores around. And, and so that's been great. We're out and they're supporting us and, and you're not going to find our wives not far from what we're doing. But in 2021, single family business retired Adam. And Adam is a very intentional person with his time. He has ran home buying guys. When we were doing one deal every 17 months, he was running, he was filming SOP videos. He was, he was scaling this business like we had 50 employees from the time we barely had $1,800 in revenue. And so when he was able to retire from his W-2 about 12 months ago, almost to the day, you know, it allowed him some time, it allowed him to reflect on and, and really push some mediation things, mediation therapy that he, that he and I have both done. And he called me one day and I'll never forget meditation. 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 What I say? Mediation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, meditation. Yeah. A lot of bowls, a lot of cool noises. It's, it's super trippy. It's a vibe. It's great. So, but he calls me one day and I'm in the middle of building this beautiful home, all on my W-2 income. I'm bleeding cash because it's 2022 and, and, and building supply prices. And he goes, hey, bud. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. He's like, I, I, I just got out of a meditation. And he goes, if you're not in on this, it's cool. But if you know, I'm going to move forward without you. He goes, I think we should join the Michael Blanc. And it's X amount of money. If you can't, great. If you can, let's go 50-50. And I immediately was like, you're not leaving me behind. You're not leaving me behind. I'm in. You know, as I call you know, 30 minutes before this conversation with Adam, my wife and I are talking about tightening our belt and really getting through this build. And I'm like, yeah, I just spent a lot of money, honey. You know, but we're, I'm not letting Adam leave us behind. And so what's really neat about that is he finally, you know, single family business retired from his W-2. He had time to process and be intentional with where this business was going for the first time, not just playing catch up at every night till midnight to keep it going. So that freed him up. And then the really neat thing too, is I'll never forget that because like I said, it wasn't a check I was excited to write when he called me, but I wasn't going to leave him behind. And then you guys pass out a gift. And I mentioned this at Dealmaker Live, you guys pass out like a placard with a quote on it to be hung up. And it literally says, your destiny is defined in moments of decision. And you know, it wasn't, let me talk to the wife. It wasn't, let me call you back. It wasn't, let me move some money around. It was, I'm in, we'll figure it out. And within, within 35 days of that phone call, we would go under contract on 225 units. And so that, that's kind of the, the neat thing. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this. As of last Monday, and this is what multifamily has done for us. So I have, I've been a high-performing sales guy for a long time. I just built this beautiful home. I have a very great income the family relies on. Real estate has, has exceeded that, but it's not... You know, it's it's hard to give up a, a great lot. You know, when you have a lot going for you, what multifamily has allowed me to do, and and Adam bringing me in into this deal is as of last Monday, I am now financially free. I am now 100 into 
real estate and acquisition fees and management fees has allowed me to do that. You know, I don't know that it, you know, if we're just running single family, Adam, there's no chance I, I, I was able to quit. And you wouldn't have let me. You know, we, we really studied that together as a team and making sure you know, we were taken care of. And, and so that's what the Michael Blanc group has done for us. And it was an epiphany Adam had in a meditation. He called me and, and the rest is history. If you want to work with a full-time syndicator to help you get up to speed faster, get your first deal done this year, and scale your portfolio so you can quit your job, then check out our mentoring program. It's at themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor. It's the only program out there that actually guarantees results. That's right. We actually guarantee that you do your first deal in the first year. Otherwise, we'll keep working with you. And set up a, a strategy session call and explore whether it's right for you. It's themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor. I love to hear that, by the way. Congratulations. That's, that's a huge feat. So my question is, your guys' partnerships. You guys, I, I see a lot of my first business that I ran. I had actually kind of a similar setup. I had someone that I met who was kind of my mentor and friend, and he, he was ahead of me. He had like 150 houses. And I started, I learned a lot from him. And then I got into the partnership with him and I kind of evolved underneath his watch over like a three-year period to say. And then I got to this point where I had a lot of value to add to a business and we were like really close. And I'm like, you know, let's, we should go into business together. So I'm curious, how did you, what did that look like for you guys? How did you guys decide on, all right, this, is, we're going to business together. How are you guys splitting up the roles? Talk to us about that. Adam, you got this. Uh, yeah, th this was, I've been crafting this for seven years. So, you know, my wife and I own home buying guys. Lance makes 20% of everything we do. Technically, he doesn't own that business, but he makes a ton of money from it. So my wife, Denise, and I own that business. Lance makes a lot of money from it. However, you know, and he's he's mentioned as we've gone along, you know, we've, we've run that business now for like seven years almost. Hey, you know, if there's an opportunity to partner on a deal or if there's an opportunity to partner on a flip or a rental property, let me in, let me know what we need to do. And so I said, okay, let's, let's try that. So, you know, we knew we could work together, but then let's actually see how we can do owning a property together. So about two years ago, we bought a single family rental property in Dallas together. So we started a new LLC. Lance and I bought it 50-50. It went great, you know, little house. We basically had zero out of pocket. You know, we're making like 400 bucks a month on it right now. It's fantastic. But, you know, he kind of then saw the business side of it. And, you know, when you do get a call from property manager and you do get the tax bill, what you need to do and just all the little things that he was kind of shielded from, from the home buying guys business. Now he's a part of, and now he's able to really see what I do behind the scenes and his wife helped out as well. And so, you know, that was our first attempt at actually, you know, partnering together. And it was fantastic. I needed him to put in money. He puts in money. No questions asked. Just understood what we're doing. Didn't complain about it. Just, you know, so I'm going, we can do this. We can do more. So I called him about that same time. I said, okay, we're going to buy a thousand units. And Lance is going, oh my gosh, how are we going to buy a thousand houses like Clearview, which is the street name of the one we buy? We're going to buy a thousand of them. And I just kind of sat there and he's thinking about, I can tell he's thinking about like, okay, you know, if we do this, you know, maybe 10 years, I said, no, 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 we're, we're going to buy multifamily units so we can buy a thousand very quickly. And he's going, oh, okay. And so that sort of springboarded us into partnering in the multifamily business. And that's what it is today. It's the same LLC. We're 50, 50 partners in that. And it's been great. You know, we, we, yeah. 
and and I think Garrett, to your to answer your question on from my side of it, you know, and you know, Adam Adam always has a great story of saying, you know, whether whether he had Lance or not, he would be doing this, but he knows he could do more with me, right? And we we make a great team. I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for, if if Adam hadn't got me in there, and and. And so there's there's a little bit of humility on both sides of it, of understanding his scale is there because of what I'm able to accomplish. And then I'm in the game because of what he's able to accomplish, you know, and 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 it even works for our wives as well. No one wants the other one's job. How do you guys fuel each other? Curious. How do you guys do better together than separate? Because there is that the same thing with our partnership. There's a reason for it. But what specifically do you guys feel like? All right. This without this, I don't have this. I'm the type of person I just we just had team photos this morning for our single family business downtown McKinney. Awesome situation. Everyone had meetings to go to. I needed to get a personal financial statement put together. I literally went to this little bar lunch thing and I got two people to sign up for our meetup group. Right. That's me. Every one of my best friends, people that have money, don't have money, have invested in my deals. I engage people. I move the needle with people. I'm a connector. Adam is the visionary. Adam paints this picture and says, if you know anyone that's like this, this, and this, they need to be here and we need to help them get there. And he gives me something to help that person, right? And I always use the analogy, like if you told me, if we're at my son's baseball game and you're like, Lance, you're not gonna believe this. My lawnmower broke down this morning. I'm gonna be like, oh man, that sucks. I'm immediately gonna think, I'm gonna be like, man, my friend Adam has two lawnmowers. Like I'm gonna immediately put together the solution to what you just told me. Right. That's how I motivate him in bringing in our circle to to benefiting our greater good. And what he does for me is paint the picture. Here's where you here's what you're going to have. Now, let's just let's just work backwards to get there. And here's what here's what it's going to take to get there. Uh, Yeah. So you almost you almost have like a rainmaker role. Right. So that's that's something that I know that our partnership, I relate to that a lot, too. There's like, you know, Michael's like this huge visionary inside of our partnership, I would consider myself probably a more of a rainmaker type along with Drew. And, you know, it's, it's such a key thing. Like you, you're like, it's almost like Adam's like, yo, go bring the resources. And you're like, I got it. I'm on it. And you bring right. it. Right. So, Absolutely. so something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I, give, I give a little bit of direction and then, and, and we, you know, we, we don't really cross paths in terms of we don't cross over roles very much. You know, I don't want to be out raising money from guys, talking to them every day about raising money. And I, that's not what I want to do. I want to build a platform that brings in leads that I can send to Lance and let him call them and close them. That's what I like doing. You know, I like setting the vision and I like building the systems to be able to go generate and, and build a business to the point where we want to. And I want him to go talk to the people, you know, the brokers and the investors. And, and I'm kind of the ringleader, you know, with the different roles and different people. And so we just don't really cross over on our, on our, our tasks and roles very much. And it's really, it's, it's really unique and it's really pretty cool because we're, we're, we're sort of, we're even getting deeper into that. And it's cool to see Lance sort of really go, man, I have a passion for raising money. Like I didn't know this was even existed. And now he's like, this is all I want to do is raise money. That's, you know, he would have never found that had he not been in multifamily. Pro tip guys, by the way, do one deal with someone you want you think you might want to partner with. Just do one. See how it goes. And if it goes well, then you know you might have something there. And that's that's a really good way. Just leave it at that. It's like, I don't know if we're not going to build this business together yet. Let's just do a deal. Just get to that point. Michael, I think you had something to say. 
Well, that's what you guys did in the single family house. You just tested tested one one deal. But I I I think what was interesting is you really there's so many roles in the syndication. I think the secret to a good partnership obviously is communication, but but really clearly defining roles so you're not stepping on each other. Right. And so you need this role. You need someone who is kind of a, has a bigger picture who can kind of look at it and go, you know what, strategically, here's what we need to build. And I think one of the things you, you guys have done well is to build your, your scale, your business right from day one. Even when you were doing your single family house business, you know, I heard you say that you're, you're filming SLPs. Like, why would you do that when you just did a deal? That's kind of dumb right. on the surface, right. but you're already thinking scale uh, at the same time. Not everyone can, can think of architecting, you know, the platform. Actually, you got to get stuff done, right? So someone actually has to has to do the actual work. But the same thing, if if everyone's working in the business and no one's working on the business, the wheels come off, you know. And and so you get achieve a certain scale. You get five hundred units, thousand units. All of a sudden, the wheels are coming off. It's like, daggone it! I didn't plan ahead, and now I have this giant fire burning that I got to put out. So you really need really need both. You really need to look one step ahead, and someone who's going to do that when someone's yeah. going to get it done right now. And on top of it, I mean, here's the thing. Some of you guys listening, you might be like, you know what? Oh, I've got a good friend. I thought about this, this friend, we, we do a great partnership. That's the wrong way to look at it. It just so happens that these guys are friends and you ultimately have to be friends with your business partner. That doesn't necessarily mean you need to partner with your friends. 100%. And I know, I know somebody that's, that's close to me that they, they like partner with their whole family. They're like, we're going to get the whole family in and we're going to go and we're going to, you know, get rich doing apartments. And that's, that's just the absolute wrong way. That's a great way to bust up your family. So <laughs> there's gotta be, you see behind the curtains. And that's why I wanted to kind of lead into that is you can see behind there, there's something there. Like they're actually, they have an offset. There is a yin and a yang as to how their partnership is set up that ma- that's making it successful in the moment. You know, an average partnership lasts three to seven years, which is which is a statistic. And it's kind of crazy. But think about if you went into a partnership and it was just your friends and you guys didn't have any real skills, you're just trying to make it work. It can present a lot of challenges. And one thing, you know, once we had joined the group, I think we had our first call with with Michael and it was super, you know, motivating. But at that point, I'd done no research on the Michael Blanc group. I didn't know what we were getting. I just trusted Adam and he told me when to hop on this call at this, you know, and I, I've known about the podcast and I just hadn't hit it hard yet. So after we did our first entry, you know, a little interview with Michael, I went and got a workout in and listened to, I, I want to say it's the first episode, but maybe it's the first episode I hit play on. And I think in one of the first things Michael Blanc said that won me over, because it's a passion of mine, is it, he went into spousal support and having the support of your spouse in terms of what we're trying to accomplish. And both of our wives could not be more supportive. I mean, and, and, and you know, especially when it comes to, you know, Adam Denise owning home buying guys and writing me these checks. You know, I, I acquire these properties. We we end up flipping. I don't go there. I mean, once once I acquire the property and they close on it, I may not see the property for for six to eight weeks. They're grinding on it every day. Well, if we make 120 grand, we're writing Lance a big check. There's never a time, you know, Adam's wife's been going, Lance shouldn't be making that type of money. Or or you know, there's never a time when I'm leaving my wife Saturday at 9 a.m. We have an open day of no t- kids sports, and I've got to go to South Dallas to run three or four appointments. There was never a time, even when we were doing one deal a year. 
There was never a time where she doubted that, you know, Lance, Lance and I got something going and, and I'm just going to be here to support them. And I mean, and I, I can't overstate the importance of that enough because you can have that partner. You can have the business, you can have the opportunities, you can have the leads. And if you come home to someone not in line with where you're trying to go and take your family, man, it's difficult. So that's one of the things that really stuck out. The first, I mean, probably the first 10 minutes I ever listened to you, Michael, was you mentioning how, how important that is. And it's been it's been important for us. Well, and one thing that we've learned and, and utilized, you know, our the first deal we closed here in Dallas, I mean, we had a huge raise, five point eight million dollar raise. And we were pretty optimistic that we could get it done. We figured out pretty quick we could not get it done. Even with our roles pretty defined, Garrett, you know, we still realize like, hey, we need help. Let's go partner with this group here. We interviewed some people. We partnered with a group out of Florida to come in and help you know, raise money, do some other things, asset management, do some other things. They brought another group in. And so the six of us, key principals manage and we're the manager for that Dallas property. And it's been fantastic. We've really enjoyed the partnership there. And even though, you know, Lance's, his main role is raising money and investor relations, you know, he's not great at it yet. He's, he's learning. And so we, we're happy to and humble to go out and find partners that we can, you know, work with on other deals. And, and it's working out great on this first deal right now. So multifamily gives us the opportunity to do that where, you know, we wouldn't be able to do that with, you know, obviously with single family. That, that rainmaker role, it's kind of tough when people, when you haven't made it rain for people, right? So if Adam's the only one in the GP that I've made it rain for, they're like, what does this Lance guy do? So week one, I started running the, the weekly calls. Like I, I've got this Google sheet. I'm, I'm making sure everyone's updating me. And so and I actually really enjoy it. That's not something I would, uh, if you told me I was doing that a year from now, I'd be like, I'm not the guy that gets the laptop out. I'm just always on a sales call. And, but no, I, you know, you got to prove yourself and you got, there's so many defined roles, Michael, as you mentioned earlier. So it's, it's stretched me. Multifamily has in a very professional way. So it's, it's been great. Guys, thanks so much for kind of shining your wisdom and, and your partnership and the things you guys are, are talking about. How can people get a hold of you if they want to reach you? Yes. So, Instagram at apartment buying guys, Facebook apartment buying guys. Man, hopefully we're not hard to find. You know, obviously we've mentioned home buying guys a lot too, but but we would love to inspire or encourage or or help place it is, you know, or or give opportunities to anyone. You know, one of our taglines for for apartment buying guys is let's work together, right? Because it's a team sport. And so, you know, we met we met two GPs in our Oklahoma City deal at Dealmaker Live. They, they're rounding out that first year and none of the due diligences went right on deals they had under control. And I'm like, hey man, here's some roles that we've got open and, and you know, here's some things we could we could compensate based on, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, and we got them in on the deal and now they're going to be GPs. So we're That's all cool. about helping other folks get what they want. So in return, we can get what awesome. we want. Awesome. Love that. Lance, Adam, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Michael, Garrett, appreciate you guys. Talk soon. I like what Adam said around, you know, not finding the confidence or the money early on. He had all these notes and it looked like a good idea, but he couldn't bridge what he was trying to do with apartments. It strikes me that he has more of a, a scale, a sense for scale. I think he gets it, but he couldn't bridge the gap between what he was envisioning and how to get there. And, and therefore, the, the only alternative is to go to single family house route. That's the only way that he can imagine going there. Now, we now know from working with people since 2014 that there are plenty of people who can skip the single family house investing, but you do have to address both of those things. You have to address the confidence, typically coming through a lack of experience. I don't have the experience to do it. 
and I don't have the money. And so now we know that we can overcome all that stuff in about 30 to 60 days. And literally with with some training and, and the key thing, of course, for both Lance and Adam was a mentor. And I think they're they're so right because the mentor will literally shift your mind. They will see something in you that you, you don't even see yourself, some confidence. They have some some tools and tactics to overcome some of those things. The idea of raising money from people is so foreign to people. But once you wrap your head around, you're like, where has this been all my life? So there are things that we can do to overcome your lack of experience and your money. And you don't have to flip houses for 10 years to, to get that. So that's really a core message that, that I think that we got from the interview today. What about you, Garrett? I really liked how they talked about their partnership to a level where you could, you could really define the roles, just hearing how they work together, how you have one guy that's kind of the framework scaling guy, right? He's he's thinking about everything objectively. How are we going to make this into a real business? They had the the story of him. He started running SOPs when they had like $1,800 in revenue. Like that, that struck that's me as really well. cool. That's great. I think that speaks volumes. And I don't think enough people do that. Now, his other counterpart who's like, dude, just go get these resources. We need them to make this business happen. Go figure it out and get it. And the guy's like, I'm on it. Let's Let's make this happen. And so that can be really powerful set up in general, have that kind of situation. And the fact that they had that defined and they understood and they, and that, and that they even just did one deal to try it. I think that's, that speaks volumes. Yeah. The common theme really is, is mentorship and, and, and they're so right because a, a mentor bridges a lot of these gaps. They give you confidence. They show you to overcome experience. They show you how to raise uh, capital, but they also kind of shift your, your mind and allows you to kind of scale faster in your mind. And Adam wanted to scale but he didn't really know how to do it. And so someone who's more experienced can help him do that. So if you guys are listening to this and you're interested in, in, in really working one-on-one with a full-time syndicator, check out our mentoring program. It's at themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor and just schedule a call with us, right? Just have a call. And so you may or may not join our program, but what you're going to get through that call is clarity about what you want and when what you're next steps might be moving forward. So it's it's really, we call it a kind of a clarity session, which is exactly what it is. And if you decide to move forward, great. If you don't, then you'll know the next step to do after that. So go ahead and take advantage of that call and you know follow in Lance's and Adam's footsteps, but don't wait a decade to do it. Do it right now. You don't need single family house investing experience. You can get right into multifamily and you can get the experience by learning a few tactics and learning how to raise capital. So with that, hopefully you guys enjoyed that show. Catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Take the next step toward financial freedom by checking out our Freedom Vault, where you can find free resources to help you with apartment building investing. Whether you're an active investor just starting out or looking to scale your syndication business or looking to invest passively, head over to themichaelblanc.com slash vault to gain access to our Freedom Vault.